Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. B-Pod Studios. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and hawing. In therapy. Socks, socks, stupid socks. Felker and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Bill, have you named the starting quarterback for the Sunday yet? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes here today. Do you plan on how to get quarterback rotation again? We'll see how it goes today. Is that something that would be? Look, set? we're not. Look, we're not doing anything here. We haven't practiced. We're going to go out and we're going to see how it goes today. All right. What would decide? It will see how it goes today. But what do you have to see today? We'll see how it goes today. Do you feel so? Uh, you need to address the quarterback situation with the the rest of the team so they have some clarity on how you know how things. Yeah, go. we'll we'll deal with them. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, and just wondering, I know you know players had the day off yesterday. Is that something you would have spoken to them about today, potentially? We'll, we'll deal with it. Thanks. Does Matt have to show you something more this week in order to get the start this Sunday? Yeah, we're getting ready for the Jets. All of us. Yeah. And when you say we'll see how it goes today, are you referring to quarterback health or quarterback performance? Talking about just going out and practicing today. We haven't been on the field yet. It's nothing, nothing to talk about from yesterday. We ain't doing it. Bill, do you know what you want to do on Sunday, or will they be competing? The quarterback competing this week for that job? Yeah, I never said that. I said we'll see how it goes today. So would today be the deciding factor, or? I didn't say that. I said we'll just see how it goes. When you say we'll see how it goes, are you referring to Max's ankle? I'm referring to the whole to. I'll see how it goes. All right. Will you tell us tomorrow? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Are Mac and Billy Zappi competing for the starting job? Yeah, I'm not saying that. We'll talk about it later. See how it goes. Is the is the plan for today, Bill, to get both guys? We'll see. The plans to see how it goes. Top offense. Yeah. The plans to see how it goes. All right. Yeah, brief synopsis. How it went today down at Gillette. Greg Bedard is in our Tom Frittar studios for a Big Boy Tuesday. Greg, what the hell's going on? What is he doing? <laughs> what, what what is Bill can? What, what is he continuing to do here? Well, I, on one hand, I don't, I don't mind him saying what he said today because look, Mac Jones just played a game for the first time in three weeks, four weeks. You know, need to see how he bounces back. You know, needs to get a little cut. Needs to see him on the field. Need to see him move around, even in a quote-unquote walkthrough situation. Uh, they'll do a little bit more than that in practice. Um, 
And, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he does this through most of the week, if not the entire week. So I understand that. Yeah. Why won't he articulate that? Because then articulating that is articulating that, as you just said, sort of keeps the wolves at bay because it implies that Mac Jones is the guy and we're just monitoring his health. And when's he, which means when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. But Bill won't articulate that which I think leaves it open, you know? Correct. And I, I, I agree with that. And what I was also going to say is I can understand why he's he's doing it that way, leaving it open, wants to see what's going on. But on the other hand, this is the same guy who in 2008, after Tom Brady got hurt, told, you know, called a bunch of quarterbacks to come in for workouts and said, don't, don't leave the hotel because we want Matt Castle to know he's the guy we want the team to know he's the guy. So stay home. We're not gonna we're not gonna affect that. Matt's our guy. We'll we'll figure out the backup situation. I forget who the backup was. Um and also Cam Newton. You know, you had a four, I think Jared Stidham was a fourth round rookie that year. And Cam Newton's playing terrible, and Cam's the quarterback, Cam's our starter, Cam's the quarterback. You know, a little bit different circumstances. I understand that, but Given that, given his history at the position, it, it's further evidence to me that there are competing interests at the quarterback position, that there is internal drama about what's going on. Ooh, internal drama, Murray. And does that involve Matt Patricia and Joe Judge? Are they part of this drama? Correct. I think I think that there is, look, I don't have anything factual to tell you, I don't have somebody inside the building saying this is going on, but enough people who know the mechanics of what's going on have talked to people in there, think that there are competing interests. That for whatever reason, and I'm sure Matt and Joe have their reason, and and I don't know if it's Matt. I certainly think it's I have more evidence to believe Joe Judge uh prefers Bailey Zappi. And I think that I think that these guys with what's gone on I think there are some competing interests going on, and I think that spilled over onto the field on Sunday night and and helped lead to this debacle at quarterback. So isn't part of it understandable? And we had on it yesterday. I know you wrote this on your site, Boston Sports Journal. I mean, it could be as simple as <laughs> Bailey Zappi has made Matt Patricia and Joe Judge look good. Correct. And Mac Jones was making them look bad. And not like, you know, you understand what I'm saying yeah. out there. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Mac Jones was intentionally making them look bad. The way Mac Jones and the team was playing through training camp in the first month of the season was making Patricia and Judge look bad. Now Zappi takes over. I know it's against different competition, but, you know, right. like you're, th- mm-hmm. you're thinking emotionally as these coaches who are fighting for a foothold and for their reputations. Now the kid comes in and is making them look good. So it's kind of logical to think that they wouldn't mind going with the player that's making them look good. I think most coaches would, right? And I, are we getting caught up in that sort of thing? Oh, I think so. I And look, I can understand it from their perspective. I can understand them going to Bill and say, look, Bill, there's one quarterback who's doing it exactly how we want to do it. What we talked about in the offseason and all these plans, Bailey Zappi's executing it. You know, there are reasons. I mean, he doesn't know any better. He wasn't here with Josh McDaniels, a real offensive coordinator, a real quarterback coach. So, you know, like like you know, Mac was, that he understands 
he he has seen other things. He was at Alabama with Sarkeesian, and he might have even been there with uh, O'Brien. He taught O'Brien the Alabama offense. Uh, there's none of that backdrop. That look, Bill. We talked about all these things. There's one quarterback who's doing it the way that we want to do it. We won't talk about that he played against you know the worst defenses in the league or anything like that, but he's doing exactly what – look at the production. Right. Look at the points. We went from 19th in the league to in scoring to 15th or whatever. And, you know, not, I'm sure they're not saying this to Bill, but, you know, no, you started Mac. Now look at us. Now we're a mess. We lost to the Bears. And, and look, this is where I come down on it, Okay. With all this that's going on, and I'm sure we'll talk about you know some of the reasons why I see on film the, 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 why I believe what I believe. But I think that Bill needs to make a choice. He either has to believe in the player that he drafted 15th overall in the first round who showed promise last year. I'm not saying he was anything great, but as a rookie in a complicated offense, pretty good season, good baseline for going forward. Then what did we talk about in the offseason? He said they did they out of straight out of the how to ruin your young quarterback playbook one on one. We talked about it in August, maybe even before that. And it's come to fruition. So Bill either needs to back Mac and say, go to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and say, look, I don't care what we did before. I don't care about the summer. I don't care about any of that crap. You get with Mac. Find out what he wants to run and run it so we can get him back to the guy he was. Or he can believe in his guys. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, the guys that he entrusted with his offense that he says are really good coaches that he believes that can do that. Entrust them. If they want Bailey Zappi, go with Zappi. Trade Mac Jones. I think it's one, it's one or the other. He has to make a choice. He can't keep half-assing this. It's one or the other. Murray, did you have a thought? Well, I mean, it has to happen this week, too, right? Like, you can't keep letting this go on, or you're going to break Mac Jones, and he's going to continue to have to deal with these questions. I, I agree. I mean, it, I don't know the mechanics of it. I don't know the salary cap. I haven't even looked at that. But if Bill's serious about this, if Bill is serious, if he has, if he thinks that Bailey Zappi is really the best quarterback for this team, then trade Mac Jones at the trade deadline. Get rid of him. Hoyer will be coming back off of IR. Sign Garrett Gilbert back. Let's go. Give Matt Patricia what he wants. Bill, if you want to believe in the guy who nearly ruined Matthew Stafford, in the guy who definitely ruined Daniel Jones, the owner even talked about it. If those are the guys that you believe in, that are your guys on offense, that are gonna that are going to do a good job, give them what they want. You know, stop letting them call certain play action passes for Mac Jones and certain play action passes for Bailey Zappi. Stop on that. Did you see that on uh, Monday night? It's it's there. Look, I'm just telling you what I saw on film. What you they see? went on, on Mac Jones's 15th play. They did run a play action earlier. It was the false start with Trent Brown. Okay, they. But the real play action pass that they ran near midfield, just like Bailey Zappi. Here's the thing: when you're an offensive coordinator and you call play action. Okay, the really good play action is off of run action. That means that you're doing something to make the defense think, oh, crap, here a, they come. A pulling guard. A pulling guard. Patriots for years, they would pull a guard, pull a guard, and then all of a sudden pull it back, boom, over the top. Okay, they ran, uh, that's bang action, Patriots bang action, did it for years. 
So the first play-action pass that they ran for Mac Jones, there's no run action. Just a straight sort of handoff. The middle linebacker doesn't even wait for Mac to finish. He knows. He knows it's it's play-action. doesn't fool them at all. And he wanted to go to Hunter Henry on the bang action. The problem was the, the linebacker wasn't fooled and was right there. And he... Uh, Max should have come back and, and thrown to Jacoby Myers. That was his one bad decision outside of the interception. But in terms of decision they made, that was the one bad one that he made in his time there. Contrast that to Bailey Zappi's fourth play. Midfield, okay. Not only do they run one run action because they bring Jacoby Myers in short action, which tells the linebacker, oh, alert, crack, toss. They run this all the time. They're going to they're gonna toss it outside, crack down on the end, Jacoby Myers. So alert that. And then all of a sudden at the snap, Hunter Henry pulls around. Pulls like he's going to run block. So now you have dual run action. Mac Jones goes from zero. Bailey Zappi gets two. This is a scheme game plan play. One of those, I talked to an NFL offensive coordinator today. I said, how does this work? Do you have certain plays like in certain groupings where you say, this is the one we're going to run. This is the one. And it, they said, absolutely. It's starred. It's highlighted on the sheet. They gave Zappy the fancier play. They gave Zappy the better play action play. By far. Double run action. What do you know? The Bears fall for a great call. No one's even close to Jacoby Myers, and he goes down there. Why the two different calls? Why the two orders, Colonel Jessup? Why are they different for these two guys? I mean, and there was an earlier play. Mac Jones had a third and five. Bailey Zappi had a third and five. Mac Jones gets the shotgun straight drop back. Bailey Zappi gets the designed called. A lot of people think, oh, he threw the hot to the running back. No, designed. On that first third down? That was a designed rub route. That's why Stevenson was so open. Myers picked off the linebacker. Great call. Perfect defensive calling. Great call. Mac Jones on third and five got a straight drop back. It was a false start on Trent Brown, but who knows what they're going to have, but it was a straight drop back. No design to it or anything like that. So why is Mac Jones getting certain calls? Why is Bailey Zappi getting certain calls? Are they stacking the deck, and what does it mean? You want to talk to Bedard about all this? 617-779-0985. To you right after this. Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consider responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Popular afternoon radio show in Boston. I don't want to know what this means. Felger and Maz. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, what? I, I, I don't know what that is. 95, the Sports Hub. You know, have you named the starting quarterback for the Sunday yet? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes here today. Do you plan on how to get quarterback rotation again? 
We'll see how it goes today. Is that something that would be? Look, set? we're not. Look, we're not doing anything here. We haven't practiced. We're going to go out and we're going to see how it goes today. All right. What would decide? It will see how it goes today. But what do you have to see today? We'll see how it goes today. All right. Thank you. He's a peach. He's a peach, all right. All right, Greg, anything else you want to get off your chest before we uh, interact with some people? No, I'm just try- I'm trying not to get as, as worked up. Sorry if I got a little worked up. What's there. wrong with oh, getting worked up? Great. I don't get it. I don't know. I, mean, Why are you I don't want to be shouting into people's radio the whole no. time. Why not? Shout. I, <laughs> I like when I, you're the big furnace. I just, I'm just, I'm just very disappointed in how all of this has gone. I don't want to. I don't want to say they've done Mac dirty, but they've done Mac dirty. They whatever happened around here to putting players in the best position to succeed. That's been the mantra around here, and they've done by and large. They've done that for everybody. I mean, like you know, like Patrick Chung, first time around. You know, he couldn't play in space. They didn't even want to sign him back. They bring him back, and they say, you know what? You know, he, he actually belongs up in the box and in man covers. That's it. You know, don't put him in space. Don't put him as a free safety. You know, that, it's that's not his forte. It's He's not going to be good. That's our fault for, for putting him in that position. Like, whatever happened. And now with Devin Matt McCor- Jones. Devin McCourty came in as a corner. Yeah. After okay, a year, so really there's a million work. examples right. of this. Does Bill not have the same touch at quarterback? I don't know about that. I mean, I'm, I'm just specific to Matt Jones. Obviously, he does not have the same touch. I mean, how do you... You allowed, Bill allowed Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to come in and say, this is, even though we have no experience doing this whatsoever, this is what we believe this offense needs to look like. This is what we need to do. We need to change the system. We need to change the calls. We need to, you know, the the, the line, they have to run whatever we call. They can't make any changes with their blocking. Like, it. it's just, it's... I, I just don't understand it. They, how did they think that? How did Bill listen to this and say, "Oh yeah, you know that that should work well for Mac Jones, our guy who's been here." Wh- why didn't Bill step in and look? He said, "Blame me. We're going to blame him." But how does Bill sit there and listen to this and say, "Do we think that's this is the right thing for Mac? Are are we building off of what he did last year? Are we making him in his second year relearn a whole new system?" And, and hurt his confidence that way, whereas opposed to building off of what he did, which is, which was part of the genius around here forever, where you don't change playbooks, you don't change. It's the same playbook. You keep building, so that the train keeps going. You know, you're not like one of these other teams who, oh, the offensive coordinator left. Oh, we're bringing in a new one. Now we're changing the playbook. That's the way to screw up everybody. It happens. Ask Mark, Mark, Marcus Mariota. Ask a whole bunch of guys. How does that go? Okay, your thoughts, Dakota and Braintree. Go ahead, Dakota. I love the fired up Bedard. He got me to call before 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is a rarity on Felger and Maz. But, um, you know, I mentioned it on Monday. If they started Mac Jones in that game, it was going to start causing some problems, as I referred it to last year with the whole defensive issue. You remember that, Mike? From from the standpoint of the Mac offense to the Zappy offense, Greg, could it be that Mac has a preference of this new offense or part of the last year's offense and says, this is what I want to run, so that's why the play calls are different. 
Could that be it? And like we're putting the blame on Patricia, but this could be on Mac Jones and his skill set and what he wants to run based on the Matt Patricia offense. Uh, that's not the way that I understand it. And you know, Max people are talking, and this has been going on since the offseason, even before training camp. People knew, I heard, you know, not just Mac, there were other people on this offense that were like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we doing this? Let alone the hires, but just what those hires. If, if Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, if they could do it, that's probably part of the reason, if they would have just come in and said, all right, well, we're just going to keep running what we want. Hey, Mac, let's, Mac, David Andrews, whoever, what do you want to run? Yeah, if, if that was the case, uh, Dakota, and I, and I wasn't at training camp either, but anyone who was down there, talked about the players showing frustration on a daily basis over the way it was going during these practices. David Andrews calling together, like, players-only meetings two weeks in, Mac and Jones, Mac Jones huffing and puffing up and down the sidelines. If those were their plays and what they wanted, I don't think they would have been reacting like that. No, no. For, I mean, this is this is not what... If you would have asked Mac Jones and David Andrews in this go, those guys, this is not what they would have wanted to do on offense. That Mike, is clear. Mike in Rhode Island, go ahead. Hey, guys, what's going on? Um, I was just wondering, what happened to the trust and loyalty we had over here in New England? Uh, we drafted Mac to be GB1. He gets six passes. He was second in the team in rushing yards. And we bench him after a questionable interception. Okay. I mean, do we have a real fear that he's going to request a trade that we're going to be stuck with Bailey Zappi for the rest of the season? Okay, your, your phone effing blows. Uh, we worried about Mac Jones requesting a trade. I, I don't know. Uh, I would be. Yeah, Stu, why? I would be because it seems like Mac hasn't been happy for a long time. It feels like to me he's upset with the whole New England experience, and he's all set. Yeah, if they, if they go with if they go with Zappy here, which you know Mac will know is a Patricia slash Judge thing. I'm definitely walking in and saying I want to trade if I'm Mac. Okay, without question. And I'm going to get annoyed. It's like, all right, so what? Request a trade? Like the it's up to the Pats to trade him or not? Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jimmy. I was going to say, like, I would look at Pittsburgh. I would look at New Orleans as possible teams <laughs> on the Mac Jones trade list. Yeah, there's, Vegas. Cer- there's certainly teams. But, you know, look, if he's going to side with these coaches and these guys aren't going anywhere, then this would probably be in their best interest to do so. Absolutely. I don't want any half measures. Bill, if you believe in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, are your guys, if they're the offensive coordinators going next year, all right, give them what they want. You know, I, we had this discussion uh, in, in training camp where I said, if this is if you're going to keep running this outside, crappy outside zone running scheme, which hasn't gotten any better, and they certainly haven't run any passing plays off of it, which is part of the point of the whole system, then I said then I said burn the boats, get go get a mobile offensive lineman, go go do what you want to do. Same thing here at quarterback. If they go with Bailey Zappi, if they want to go with Bailey Zappi, Bill, back your guys and just do it. So, Let, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. You know what? I think Bill will. And because I, I think I don't know why he's dinking around with this as much as he is in the short term, but I know big picture. He doesn't like the back and forth of the quarterback thing. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done it here at all. As you've mentioned, he wouldn't even do it with Castle. I mean, that's a better example to bring up. He wanted to make he Castle was the guy and he wanted to make sure he knew it, meaning Matt knew it and the entire team knew it. And so he brought in no competition. He certainly let Cam Newton know that, and the team know it with Cam Newton. And he did it, you know, as soon as Brady Bledsoe declared, he picked a guy and then traded the other one when the season was over. So I think we're going to get to that place here. And so I, I have no doubt that, that that's on the table. But for some reason, in the short term, he's accepting this thing. 
which has now become chaotic and hurting his team. Don't you agree? Oh, I mean, look at the messages coming out of the locker room. I mean, you know, what Jacoby Myers said, you know, number one. I mean, So what is he doing? I mean, why is he doing this? He knows as much as anyone what this does. He experienced it back in Cleveland. Like, he knows. He knows. So he dumped Kozar, and he dumped Bledsoe, and he told him. I think it was, I think it was Chris Sims and Tim Rattay. Or no, who did he bring in with Castle? And said, get, don't even get off the plane or stay in the hotel, whatever. Like, but here he's like, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens today. He's like inviting this thing. I mean, it is a little different because we're talking about a health situation, and maybe Bill. Are we? Maybe Bill's not as. I mean, Max been cleared. I know. I don't agree with it, but you know, the, it, we don't know. He has more information than we do. Maybe Bill is very afraid of him re-injuring it and being lost for the season. I don't know. I'm just trying to explain why he's doing this, and, and it's certainly. The health situation, if that is a concern at this point, makes it different than Cam Newton and and Matt Castle. That's my only explanation. There's a million ways for him to articulate the fact that this is purely a health-related situation. And all that would do then is imply that it's still Matt's job and it's just about his health. But by doing it this way, he's inviting performance. And especially when you yank the guy after throwing the interception... Like, that just reeks of that being a performance-based decision. And so, Bill's inviting all this crap. Uh, Three up, three down with Bedard right after the update. Hey there, it's Taylor at The Vault. Are you curious about cannabis, an expert, or anything in between? Then we invite you to The Vault. Our highly knowledgeable and expert staff are here to answer all your questions. The Vault has the widest selections in the state and extremely competitive pricing. We are sure to meet and exceed all your needs. Visit one of our two convenient locations in Webster and in Worcester. The Vault, your key to cannabis. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282527. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Felger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Felger and Mass. 85. The Sports Up. And now, it's time for three Touchdown! Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny... I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, three up, three down with Bedard and Mass is uh, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cask matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Tullamore Irish Dew, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three up, three down, three stars, three studs, three duds. Here we go. Number one star for the Patriots, Greg, was? Ramondre Stevenson. He was their their best player on offense by far. 
Uh, I left, uh, given the nature of the game, I left the first spot vacant. <laughs> okay, I did it on purpose. Protest? Yes, I did it on purpose. I don't think there was a Patriot player who was truly worthy of being the number one up in this game. I thought they pretty much sucked across the board. Let's think. Jacoby, oh, he fumbled. Uh, uh, did Nick Folk do anything wrong? No, two, two extra points. Well... Okay, that's, th- there's my one up. I'm I'm, I'm going to fill your hole. Okay, okay, Nick Folk, no, second star there, uh, Bedard. Anthony Jennings. Uh, I thought he was he was one of the only guys on defense that was worth a damn in this game, especially against the run. He did a nice job on the edge. One guy you will not see on my top three, Matthew Judon. I was just going to ask you this. I thought early in the third, he was awful. They picked on Judon yep. around the right end. Mm-hmm. Okay, well you're looking at it offensively, near side of the screen, and. Next time I looked up, Anthony Jennings was there on the left end. Yep. Well, uh, the defensive left end, if you know. And d- did they replace him? Did- there was – you could you could say that, but they also – like Dietrich Wise and, and Matthew Judon didn't start the game. They didn't play the first two plays because they went with, you know, their package. So, like, we're going to go with this. And Jamie Collins, who was completely useless in this game, he wasn't bad. He was just like – I can't even tell he's out there. And uh, so they went with those guys, and they were doing sort of like a mix and match with personnel uh, with those two guys. And I then thought they would Judon. Bring, I thought they were picking on Judon at he, one point. You look, he made a lot of plays. He gave up a ton of plays. I think I have him down for four bad edge plays with like, I mean, a lot of yards. I mean, he at times he was not focused in this game. He kind of did his own thing in this game. That was a lot of this defense did their own thing. They, were they. There was not a good plan. They weren't very focused at all. They were bad. Okay, second up was Anthony Jennings for Bedard. UMass? Judon. Yeah. And, and the reason I did, uh, I did it reluctantly because, I, honestly, I'd rather sit here and rip him. Like, I, I, I thought he sucked against the run. But he did deflect the interception, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. well, it was off his face. Yep. I mean, he was, he was good in the game, but he was horrible. He was good in the past, bad against the run. Third star. Devontae Parker. Uh, for that grab along the sidelines, I think I had him for a couple. Uh, he had a really nice run block on the touchdown, and then another uh, nice catch on another nice throw from Zappy. That little out there, mm-hmm. ni- nice little route. Um, you know, he also had that slant that he caught. That was not he ran easy. hard after the completion. Yeah, so uh, I thought Parker played really well. Parker, I had him third too. All right, three down. Where do we start? Mac Wilson. He didn't play that much, but when he was out there, oh my god, he was terrible again. This is we went through this before. He looked completely lost, uh, definitely to the detriment of the defense. They had a lot of problems with their linebackers and covers. Like Justin Fields was manipulating him like he was Warren Moon back there. Like he he would look one way, they would move. He'd have a twenty yard pass. It was they were all bad. Mac Wilson was the worst linebacker. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, number one in a landslide. That thing at quarterback was a complete clown show it was a complete total clown show and i know we don't i know we don't typically do the coaches but there are special circumstances and this was one of them i thought that was one of the the worst games i've seen bill belichick coach ever second dud there greg bailey zappy I, I you know look for for a lot of the game i thought he was pretty good and then the wheels just completely fell off i mean he turned the ball over three times in one half well, no, the fumble was before halftime because right. that led to that little strike. Just but, over half. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I did not – I don't know how to grade that that handoff, but it looked to me like that ball wasn't even close to 
uh, the compartment for the running back. Trent Brown, horrible. Absolutely freaking horrible. It's bad enough that you have, you're going without your regular right tackle, and I say bad enough in that you had to demote him because he played so poorly. Now Trent Brown's playing like garbage too. Trent Brown was number two for me. Okay, third. So I had three linemen that all came out as a minus seven for me in this game, so they're all tied. Cole Strange, Marcus Cannon, Trent Brown. All garbage in this game. Wow. Yeah. Mass? Uh, I went with the entire linebacking core. I'd like to throw the ball in there. I'm wondering, can the Patriots, when, when Kyle Duggar doesn't play, can they stop the run? Because it feels like the only time they ever stop the run is when Kyle Duggar's on the field. Is that the common denominator there, big boy? Is it? Mm, no, he stunk in this game, too, okay, when wasn't. he was in there. Yeah, he was he, whiff, there. he completely whiffed on a tackle where Who he could have had the guy I'm for sorry, no gain. You that right before, yeah. Yeah, right before yeah, the field out, goal. They got that nine-yard run that got them in the better field goal range. If Duggar makes the tackle there, I think it would have been about a 52-yarder. Maybe he misses it. Maybe it changes the game. Duggar completely whiffed out in space. So what's happened with them running the ball, stopping the run the last two weeks? They haven't run the ball for squad either. Uh, as far as them running the ball, why it's not working, uh, I don't know. They're just not executing. I mean, you know, even that, that, that first um, – Third and one, where uh, you know they motioned Johnu Smith into the backfield and ran, and they got a nice spot on that. Cole Strange got beaten like right off the snap. Like it's just it's happening again and again. I, it's you know they keep doing this mix and match in the running game. They have an outs they, they call an outside zone run, and Trent Brown and Cole Strange are trying to block the same guy. Like you know it's just it's just a mess. There's no rhythm to it. Uh, you know, try to stick to, to a certain extent, try to stick to a certain running style and let these guys get downhill. Stop screwing around with them outside zone. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, just pick something and go with it. Their line play in this game overall sucked. Okay, back to your phones with Bedard right after this. This fall football season, the game is on at Gage Cannabis. Gage Cannabis Company is your hometown team for the best selection and the most extensive cannabis menu around, including 50 strains of flour. Gage is a local, family-owned and operated business. Shop their accessories boutique at their air store located on Route 110. Visit their cool aroma bar where you can experience terpenes in a sensational new way. Get in the end zone at Gage Cannabis today and meet their friendly bud tenders. Open seven days a week. For more info, Google Gage Cannabis Company in Air Mass. Please consider responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at one 800 222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR281248. I didn't like Matt Eberflus being hired. A defensive coach, once again by the Chicago Bears, who have a history of leaning heavily into defense as the league is changing. With a young quarterback and a bad offensive line. And their first two draft picks were a cornerback and a safety, and I didn't like it. But I have never seen Bill Belichick completely, utterly outcoached for three hours and 45 minutes. All phases, all night. Never seen that. I've seen Belichick lose. I've seen Belichick get blown out. I have never seen Belichick get on like that. 
Belichick, 70% of Bills wins. You remember the Super Bowls. You remember the AFC Championship. 70% of his wins are over new staffs, young quarterbacks. He makes them play left-handed, and the games aren't competitive. Eberflus did that to Belichick last night. And that was ugly. The quarterback is the focus, but there's a lot to not feel good about from that game. Back to your phones here with Bedard in our Town for Tire studios. Bob and Quincy, go ahead. Hey, Greg, um, you hit on a lot of the stuff I wanted to say. Just astonishing and illogical that they seem to be setting Zappy up for better success than Mac. But I wanted to touch on what you were saying about the offensive line. It seems like you think it's a failure in execution. But when Mac is in there, they don't even seem like they can tie their shoes. Um, and I'm just curious if there has anything to do with the play calling that's manifesting itself in bad offensive line play. Okay, how much of the bad offensive line play is a result of play calling and or coaching? I mean, it's difficult for me to say. I do think it's a factor. I think that coaching is a factor. I mean, you know, look, they've... And not only is Matt Patricia in charge of the offense and calling plays, but he's also in charge of the offensive line. And that entails, you know, what normally happens is in years past, and and I went through this when I was behind the scenes with the Texas game, Texans game planning. You know, Bill O'Brien was the head coach. George Godsey was offensive coordinator. And I was behind the scenes when they game planned for the Jaguars, whatever year it was. And, um, you know, what happens, and, and it's the same thing that happens here. So, basically, the offensive coordinator, let's say Josh McDaniels and Dante Scarnecchia, they get together and they set the blocking plan. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to have to accomplish in this game. This is the style that we want to do. Here are the plays that I want to run. You block them up. Scar would do that. Okay, so how does it work now? Like, so Matt Patricia is coming up with this stuff and then he's giving it to himself yeah, yeah, yeah. to set the block. And, and here's... Here's another tell, along with the play action. Here's another tell. <laughs> Matt, are you free for a meeting in 10 minutes? Uh, let me check with my people. Well, no, I'll, yeah, I'll no, get no, back to you, Matt. No, Thanks, Matt. No, let's do it over for dinner. Then, then he orders for two. <laughs> so, so the last two weeks, the Patriots have gone up against defenses that really, at the end of the day, had one player each you needed to stop. Miles Garrett and Robert Quinn. W- were the Patriots successful at stopping either one of those guys? No. Okay, when in years previous have another team had one guy along the defensive line that you needed to stop, have those guys done anything in those games? When it's only been one, they've usually taken care of the one. I mean, I I can remember like recently like when Aaron Donald with the Rams, defensive play, reigning like multi-year Hall of Famer, didn't do jack against the Patriots. J.J. Watt at the height of his career didn't do jack against the Patriots. But all of a sudden, Miles Garrett, with no clowny on the other side, the worst, lightest defensive line in football, wreaks havoc in the game. Robert Quinn causes Trent Brown to like jump all over the place and commit like 18 penalties <laughs> while Mac Jones is out there, not when Bailey Zappi's out there, but when Mac's out there. I mean, I just think that's another example of them, you know, coming up short. We've got Wayne in Yarmouth. Hi, Wayne. Well, you, you just hit on it, you know, and it, it's the issue of, the ability in the past to be able to focus on, you know, the strength of the other team and take it away. And Fields just had his way totally relative to the run. And 
I'm trying to understand why. You guys got to help me with this. So I find, okay, well, Greg, I find this particularly embarrassing. These design quarterback runs. I think any team that gives them up is, it's embarrassing. And I'm not talking about scrambles, which are broken plays and you're covering the pass. And so fine. And Fields got you on a couple of those. I'm just talking about straight shotgun handoff, run around left end touchdown. Third and whatever, straight shotgun handoff, run around right end for first down. Like high school crap, which they gave up to both Lamar Jackson and uh, obviously Justin Fields. I, I find those plays the most embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, look, the Patriots, this scheme has always had issues with mobile quarterbacks. Um, it doesn't even matter how good they are. And, and you could tell the Patriots did not have a good plan. I thought the most embarrassing play in this game was uh, the Bears' 25-yard, I think it was about... Screen 20- pass. Screen pass, okay? The Herbert touchdown. That, touchdown. Was, that was... Look, Steve Belichick, the, he's pretty predictable. Like, there are certain plays, there are certain areas on the field where you know, all right, here they go, they're going to break pressure. They, oh, the Bill, Bears, lo- Bill loves press, pressuring in the red zone. Yeah, in the has. red zone, always has. And... The the Bears just completely pants Steve Belichick and the Patriots on that play. They they were like, all right, we're going to get cover zero. We're going to get an all-out blitz here. Patriots, all-out blitz, and they don't even touch the guy going in the end zone. I mean, that was embarrassing. They had a series of calls there in that game where the Bears completely outclassed the Patriots in terms of play calls. Joe in Plainville, what do you got? Joe. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for the call. Nope, thank you. All right, quick question, Greg. Um, you, obviously, you've been saying a lot of things that um, I would like to ask you about. But here's my big question for you. When does Mac Jones get angry? I'd like to see him get angry. Instead of looking like a kid on the bench there with his Fruity Pebbles, waiting for the coach to bring him in. When, when does he get angry? I don't know. I thought he was pretty angry in Baltimore at, after the Devontae Parker interception. He yeah, was he, pretty mad on the sidelines. Showing um, anger is not his problem. Yeah. Look, I mean, look, health health factors into this. We don't know how healthy he is. But certainly, I think if, if you're Mac Jones, if you feel like you're ready to go. Look, what they did to Mac Jones the other night, just in general, pulling the plug when they did, it was just wrong. They did him dirty. He was, the, the, at the minimum, what they should have done, either they, you start Zappy and evaluate at halftime or you start Mac Jones and evaluate at halftime. One or the other. You don't split the baby there and try to do what they did. Mac Jones, you know, he, he had been gone. He had his tough injury for a quarterback. It takes time to figure out, all right, how, how do I throw with adrenaline? His first play, Dak Prescott had almost the same type of play. His first first throw back, two geared up, high, high throw, out of bounds, okay? He didn't throw that many passes. They started to make progress. The free, people are like, oh, well, they went three and out, three and out. Did you see the play calls on some of those drives? The screen pass? Well, they Did Mac Jones call a third down There was a third draw? handoff, wasn't there? It was the first possession of the second. They handed off on third and long. Look, the interception was terrible. He got fooled. The Bears did a nice job in this game, especially when you know in the first half of, and I, and I saw this on film coming in, they'll show one thing pre-snap and they'll change post-snap. And they, they caught, and I, Aikman talked about it on the telecast. Uh, where they showed cover two, but then they went to cover three, and and I, it was nice. But so he made a mistake, and then of course the sky cam, you know, disrupted the pass, oh, right? Yeah, Murray? yeah. Oh, right, yeah. No, that's why. That's why he threw that pick. Right. 
Yeah, ESPN lies. They say that it didn't hit it, but, but we know. I think, Mor- I think Mortensen had yeah, a quicker scam who yeah. intercepted that. But that's why I asked the question of both Belichick and Mac Jones after the game about, like, did you feel like Mac got enough work to have confidence going into next week? And Mac says, that's a good question. That means no. <laughs> so what was the point of him being out there? You know, it... it Bill should have, and plus him panicking and going with Zappy, that sends a certain message to the team. Like, whatever happened to Bill Belichick, like, I believe in my plan. This is what we're going to do. We're just, we might be down 10 nothing. We'll get a stop here. We'll be fine. Max, fine. Let's go. He needed to play at least one more series. They were making progress. And, you know, maybe call a dual action, play action uh, pass for uh, Mac Jones. Maybe, he maybe botched it. Bill botched it. It was a complete freaking bungle job it was awful okay we've got no commercials here just a headlines from big jim murray and more of you with greg bedard 10 questions next hour as well so don't go anywhere air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater boston area airback bay is conveniently located in the heart of boston at 827 boylston street across from the prudential center serving adult use customers or check out air watertown located near watertown square at 48 north beacon street serving medical patients and adult use customers our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products join us in the air spelled a-y-r in back bay watertown or online please consume responsibly this product may cause impairment and may be habit forming there may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325.